Okay, good morning, everybody. Still uh, still within the base of Purim, but it's already within 30 days before Pesach. We're supposed to start already on Purim, on Shushan Purim, it's 30 days before Pesach. Start learning the halachas of Pesach. So, Karpas, we know the second and third steps of the Seder, or Chatz, washing our hands and Karpas. Are, we have a vegetable dipped in salt water. So what's it all about? Now, the mitzvah of Pesach night is to retell the story, one of the mitzvahs of Pesach night is to retell the story of Mitzvah Mitzrayim, the Higadot Olavimcha, to tell it to your son. And the way the whole Haggadah is designed is that it's answering the son's questions. So the son asks Manishtana and the whole list of questions, and then we answer him. And the answer is the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We have there's the four sons concerning which the Torah refers to. The whole idea is very much, the whole Sadenite is very much focused on engaging the children and getting the children to ask questions. And there are a number of things <coughs> which we do on Pesach, specifically to, um, hi Bob, there are a number of things you said you were going to have a rest. All right. There are a number of things that we do specifically on Pesach on the Seder night in order to engage the children. The Mara says you, you you give out nuts and roasted grains, or I guess in modern days we would call that candies. You give them candies to keep them engaged and many other things that we do. So we come to Karpas. Karpas is that we take a vegetable, we dip it in salt water or vinegar straight after Kiddush. Of course, we also have to wash first because um, before you have a wet vegetable, one has to wash. Even those who are not uh, careful about that year round are careful of that on the Saturday night. Again, in order to emphasize the difference and um, engage the children's curiosity. Now, so why are we eating? So why are we eating carpas? What does our vegetable do? Again, it's in order to engage the children's curiosity. Let's see that inside. So the Mishnah says, the Mishnah in the last chapter of Pesach. This is not on your. It's not yet on your on your source sheet. Mishnah at the end in, in the last chapter of Pesachim, known as Arvid Pesachim, um, goes through the steps of the Seder. So it says, so let's break this down. Chazeres means um, lettuce, which is what we use for the vegetable that we use for more. The word metabil literally means to dip. Um, as we'll see soon, the, the normative, or at least the com a, a common interpretation of the Mishnah is metabil by chazeres, that you dip chazeres. In other words, you're eating a vegetable. We happen to be referring to lettuce. We'll see in a moment why. And you dip it in water. And so you dip it in something. Now, the emphasis isn't so much on the dipping as much as the eating it, but it's just that was a colloquialism that because when you ate vegetables, you dip them in something in a dip. So instead of saying eating vegetables, you said, um, you said dipping vegetables. You know, like trying to think of a contemporary example of that. I don't know, somebody might say I'm brewing up a coffee. Um, it's just a way of saying I'm having a coffee. Um, 
So metabel bachazaras, I'm dipping vegetables, is just a way of saying you eat vegetables, right? We'll see soon another interpretation, but that's normative pshat. Bachazaras, lettuce. So the Rashbam explains that we don't specifically mean lettuce. The Mishnah means to say that if you don't have any other vegetable besides lettuce, which you have to use for mara, right? Nevertheless, you have another piece of lettuce earlier as part of the carapace. If you have another vegetable, it could be another vegetable, and perhaps it's better if it's another vegetable. Perhaps we'll see why. But don't get don't get um, distracted here with the lettuce. Tabu bechazaris is a little bit of a convoluted way of saying you eat a vegetable, right? So you've made kiddush. The next thing you do is you eat a vegetable. before you arrive at the parperas hapas. What's parperas hapas? Well, pas means bread. Bread, right? Parperas. So parperas is this interesting schnank word, um, which it's used to in the Mishnah brachos. It's used to describe the foods, the side dishes that go along with the bread. In ancient times, certainly the bread was the mainstay of the meal. And if you had a piece of steak or fish or whatever with the bread, that was like the parperas hapas that enhanced the bread. You have in the Mishnah in Avis parperois la chokma. I think the word parperos essentially means some sort of enhancing. That you know this, it's a it's a, the, whatever you, whatever it is. B is parperos for A because it enhances A. So here parperos hapas means the morrow, the morrow that you're going to eat later after the matzah. As, and, and in Kairuchid, together with the matzah, but it's kind of secondary to the matzah, so that's called Paparas Hapas, right? So the words of the Mishnah are somewhat terse, but if you just to break down, what is the Mishnah saying? That after Kiddush, you eat a vegetable before eating the main vegetable of the meal, which is um, the marer that you're going to have later, and you do so even if you only have one vegetable in your house, you only have lettuce, you still split it into two. Have some, you have something right after Kiddush, and then obviously the main martyr comes later after the matzah. Nowadays, we call this karpas um, because, like I said, we're not specifically looking to use lettuce. In fact, we're looking not to use lettuce because we don't want to confuse this. If you have some before, when do you make the bracha la martyr? It gets complicated, so we specifically don't use lettuce. Um, the word karpas, many many say that the word karpas is actually um, refers to celery. I believe that there are some communities who use celery for karpas. Um, the word karpas also, if you read it backwards, has sabach, which is 60, and perech, which is the back-breaking labor. So it alludes to the fact that there were 60, 600,000 people um, enslaved with back-breaking labor. Be that as it may, the Chabad custom is to use an onion or a potato, the Alter Rebbe says, I think it should be a, a vegetable that you could make very pre-adoma on it, even when it's raw. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway. All right. Okay, let's just see this summarized in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, and I'll read it from the English that you have in front of you. Um, it is in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, chapter 473, um, C 14, your Dalad. After drinking the first cup of wine, each and every person must eat a small amount of vegetables after dipping them. I want you to dip his vegetables in vinegar, salt, water, or other dips. If he does not have such dips, you should dip them in charesis. Um, why did the sages obtain this practice? To arouse the children's wonderment. They will see 
the deviation from the ordinary practice that vegetables are being eaten the vegetables are being eaten even after being dipped even though throughout the year you don't eat vegetables before the meal and they will question this deviation right so what is the deviation the deviation is that usually you make kiddush what do you do after the kiddush you have you, you eat bread or matzo which is the mainstay of the meal and then after you you've made hamaytzi on the bread then you serve the salad right that's when you have vegetables so by eating vegetables by, by right after kiddush you get up you wash you have bread you eat to serve salad by having vegetables before starting the meal, which in this case is before eating the matzah, the kids are like, hey, what's up? Why are we having salad before? Why are we doing this in the wrong order? And then you say, oh, you know why? Because tonight is Pesach and we want to make sure you guys are engaged and curious. And I mean, obviously the answer to the question has nothing to do with it. It's not like we, eating vegetables doesn't in any way actually celebrate the Exodus. It's just a way of keeping the kids engaged. So, so now they're like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, you know what? Let's say there, and then that gives you sort of an excuse to tell them about Avodah Mayino that we were slaves to Pharaoh, which is indeed, uh, so according to Chabad custom, is actually the first of the four questions of Manishana. Is this one why are we having these uh, these vegetables? Okay. Now we're going to see that in the Paschim there are three machloikasin, three. Three questions about karpas where we have two different opinions. The first question is how much karpas does one eat? Right? So the tour says, and we saw this actually just paraphrased by Dalti Rebbe, that one eats less than a kazayas. Um, yeah, he says a small amount of vegetables. Yeah, and, and oh, look, look later on uh, number 15, also on your page. Since the vegetable is being eaten solely to arouse wonderment among the children, it is therefore unnecessary to eat an olive-sized portion as is required whenever the Torah mentions eating. Since anything less than this amount is not considered eating. The reason why you have to have an olive-sized uh, portion of matzah or anything else that we eat is because in order, if you eat less than a kazayist, maybe you would call it tasting, you wouldn't call that eating. In order to qualify as eating, achila, it has to be a kazayist. But karpas, we don't care if you eat it or don't eat it or smell, whatever. It's just there. It's just a, it's just a, a, a trick, not a trick. It's just a technique to, to 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 engage the children. So what's the difference if you have a kazais or not? So it's enough to have less than the kazais. And in fact, um, we have a custom specifically to eat less than the kazais so that to avoid any shyness of bracha achreinam, whatever the case is. But certainly, there's no requirement to have a kazais. That's what the Torah says, that's what the Shulchan Aruch says, that's what the Alter Rebbe says, etc. However, um, the Rambam says something else. If you look at the last paragraph on your source sheet, the Rambam says, He begins and recites and he takes the vegetables, and he dips it in Kazais and he eats the Kazais. Who? Him? Him refers to the person leading the Seder. And all... <coughs> Sorry, the, this this is not in the English, but I'm just reading the rest of the Rama. All those who are um, sitting with him around the table, call every single one of them, and Pachas Mugazayas should eat no less than the Kazayas of Karpas, right? What's going on over here? Why does the Rambam require one to eat a Kazayas of Karpas? And this is such a strange piece of the Rambam that... If you look at one of the commentaries on the page in the Rambam, is known as is the Hagoyis Mamaydiyes, 
And he says, actually, I think this is a mistake. It's a typo. Um, and he says, the reason for that is that if you look later in the very same chapter, that we find the same words. He says, right? You dip it in you dip it in And following those words, the Ramam says that everybody has to eat no less than a kazais. Now there's another time later in this chapter where it also says those words dip it in You know where that is? That's where uh, where else will the Ramam in this chapter say that you dip it in haroises? The murder, right? When you the murder that you dip it in haroises, the Ram says you dip it in haroises. That's in the same chapter. Ches this time. That was a lot of time when you're doing the. He the says, Yeah, you dip it in charesis, and you eat it. And there he doesn't say that everybody has to eat the kazais. Right? There's another place where he says, There are actually, I think, a chrenim who hold that because uh, you don't have to. Anyway, but um, but so, so, so the goes Mawenu says, the the the, the 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 typist he he just you know it's an easy mistake to make this thing eating a kazai belongs over there by mara not by karpas right that's how strange this rambam is however um the fact is that if you look through all the various uh, manuscripts and different prints of the rambam nowhere do we find that that line is moved over there all the editions of the rambam that we have have this line that everyone has to eat the kazais to be referring to karpas. As and the Magnishna says, you know, um, I've seen somebody who says you don't eat the kazais because it's not about eating, it's just about engaging the children. But um, but no, but the Rambam holds it has to be a kazais. So he tells a typo is that it was in the wrong place? Yeah. Yeah, he said, look, this is uh, it close by to each other? Yeah, it's the same parrot. It's the same parrot, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that gets okay, so that's is number one. Machlech's number one is, does one have to eat a kazayis of karpas? Okay? Uh, it's going to be three, everything's going to tie together very neatly at the end, but just bear with me here, okay? Um, the second machlech is, is dipping the karpas. Um, so we saw before in the mission, the mission refers to it as metabel bacharosis, which we said means to dip. Um, the one who says this the most clearly, this the one who spells out this machlekas the most clearly is Rabbeinu David. Rabbeinu David is Rabbeinu David Bonfid. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, but he was um, a Talmud of the Ramban, and uh, so 13th century. Chedusha Rabbeinu David Amsechtas is a very important sefer, and other Rishonim copied from him, the Ran and others. So he says that according to the Rashbam, he quotes the Rashbam now. We actually have the Sefer of the Rashbam, and this we don't have this section in the Rashbam, so whatever it is. But he quotes the Rashbam as saying that the word metabil doesn't mean to dip, it means metapel, like the base and the and the pay could, could be similar. Metapel it means you preoccupy yourself with eating that vegetable. Right? Now I said before that even if you want to keep the word metabil to mean dipping, it still could be a colloquialism and not something exact. In other words, it's just the way you refer to eating vegetables. Um, you know, if I would say somebody was sipping his wine, it wouldn't be necessarily that he's sipping it and not drinking it. It's just, you know, sipping his tea. 
you know, it's just the way you talk that you, you sip a drink, but you could be drinking it regularly at a regular speed for the same price. So by the same token, when the Mishnah says that you dip the vegetable, mm-hmm. it doesn't specifically mean to say that you dip it rather than just eat it as is. It's just a way of a, a manner of speech, right? That's, that's one approach to the to karabas. However, Rabbi David quotes Rabbi Yaakov, who says, no, that, and I'm going to read you these words and tell me what you think of them. He says, it's not good enough if you don't dip them. It, 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 it uh, constitutes a greater um, wonderment or greater, uh, in, you know, a greater anomaly, a greater anomaly to the children. When you dip it twice, but not that when you eat the first vegetable without dipping it's going to, the children are going to be more engaged and more curious if you if they see you dipping twice, if they see you eating vegetables without dipping and another time vegetables with dipping, then they're not going to... What two times? Tomorrow. Later yeah, tomorrow. We say, What's the state problem? Carapas and Mara. Right? Anybody have any thoughts on these on the, on, the, on this? Uh... But you're but you're not doing that. You're not. But you're dipping both times, right? Oh, right. That's that's exactly his point. His point is that you have to dip it twice. Because if you wouldn't dip the carpas, then the children would not be so um, so thrown off by this anomaly. At what point was dipping entered into the uh, system that process of the seder? Okay, okay. I mean, I mean, everything you're talking about is part of the Seder. If it's on the Seder plate, that means it's intrinsic with the story, the, the idea of the Seder and the purpose of the Seder. Okay. But, but uh, the dipping, I mean, you know, we hear, you know, uh, you know there's so many different uh, uh, stories, uh, you know, uh, well, to, to remind you of, you know, the bitterness and, and all that. Uh, you know, all, all variations, okay, but at what point in uh, the Seder was dipping entered into the process? I'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Okay, because we're going to have charesis. There's, there's two reasons for charesis. There's a number of reasons for charesis. Let, let's just take one step back again. Let's, let's try and understand what Rabbi David is saying over here. He's saying, some say that you don't re- that, that dipping the carapace is not so important. Whatever, either you don't dip it at all, or he says it just means that you, it doesn't even mean dip, it just means that you preoccupy yourself with it. And even if it does mean you dip, it could be it's just a colloquialism. Um, right, so that's one approach to carapace. Another approach to carapace is no, you have to dip the carapace, because if you don't dip the carapace, you don't dip it into something, the children are not going to be so 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 thrown off by that. That won't um, awaken their curiosity. But if the, if you dip it, then it will. Anybody understand that? I was very confusing. Um, no, it doesn't make any the sense. O- the only way it makes sense is if it really is not common for people to dip. Okay. Right. Like, but there's a but. Okay, here's my objective right now. I want everybody to be completely confused. If you're not confused, raise your hand. Do you understand what's going on over here, Bill? Yeah. Well, what's going on? Why? Well, it makes sense. Why? What was the question? Uh, Why? Rabbeinu David is suggesting that if you don't dip the carpas in something, then that won't 
be um, that, that won't be an anomaly that the children will recognize because you dip, didn't dip the first time and you did dip the second time. Does that, that make any sense to you? Dip. That was not the common practice, as Ari said. But what, he's talking here about the second time. He's saying, he's saying, he's talking here. You're doing two again. We said before, what, why are we eating tarfas? Because usually we serve salad after the, in the once the meal has started. Here we're serving salad before the meal, right? Says Rabbeinu David, quoting Rabbeinu Yaakov, if you eat karapas and don't dip it, and then you eat murder and you do dip it, the children won't be won't be thrown off. But if you dip them both, now they're going to be thrown off, huh? If anything, it's the opposite, right? When they see, Dan, are you confused? I'm trying to figure out why dipping at a particular time is confusing. So. Yes. Okay, good. You're confused? A little bit. You're confused? Sure. You're confused? I don't understand the importance of it. Okay, good. Are you confused? No, because I always understood that like the dipping them like the tears and the beans and we were always like all right. Well you have to you have to you have to you have to ignore anything you knew before you started today because we're doing this. So he's saying if what what again, what does he say? If okay, I, I'm going to get back. I don't want to, I'm going to, let me move on. I'm going to get back to Ben David soon, okay? All right. So far, we've had two machlekes in about karpas. One machlekes was, how much karpas do you have to eat? Where most poskums say you just have to eat a little bit because the point is we want to make this anomaly of serving sa- a prop. Very good. We want to make a, eat salad before the meal to, um, enge- to, 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 to engage the children. So the you know, taste does make a difference. And others say, the Rambam says, no, you have to eat the kazais. And the second machlekes is, is it important to dip the karpas into something, right? The Rashbam and others say, no, don't really need to dip it, whatever, not so important. Rabbi um, David is adamant that no, Rabbi Yaakov, no, you have to dip it. Now, I also learned that you know, dipping was a, a natural activity for the wealthy, the royalty back then. So we're sitting down, acting like you know royalty. Okay, but that 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 could be true. Okay, let let me address this because there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that are secondary over here. For example, so David Yehuda mentioned you dip it in salt water or vinegar because that reminds us of the tears. Now that's a secondary thing. It doesn't say that, and the mission doesn't mention salt water, right? Once you're dipping it, okay, let's dip it into something that reminds us of that. Or another thing, which I alluded to before, once we're having a vegetable, we might as well have celery, which is called karpas, because that remind, that has the same letters as perech, which reminds us of the backbreaking labor, right? Once we're do, dipping this, we might as well remind that the, the aristocratic way of ancient years was to dip, and that was, you know, we're celebrating our freedom and royalty and aristocracy, et cetera, right? These are later developments. These are all later developments which attach um, more meaning to the practice of the Seder. Every, every minhag and every mitzvah that we do, especially in the Seder night, is infused with omni significance. And there's all sorts of interpretations. I mean, hugim and, 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 and varts, <laughs> all, sorts of, all sorts of stuff. Those are all true. What we're trying to do now is strip all, the, all, the, all of that. We're going to strip all of that. Let's get to the core essence of Karpas. Chazal instituted Karpas in the Mishnah. Take the words of the Mishnah. No, 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 uh, no vart that it says in the Maimur and Chesidah. Let's get to the core essence of what Chazal were telling us to do, right? And the way to do that is by going to the Mishnah, looking at the Mishnah, looking at the Gemara, looking at the Rishonim. And then later you could look in books of, of, of Minhangim 
and and, 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 and all, one of the many thousands editions of the Haggadahs, and every Haggadah will find a new level and a new, new, new perspective. And those things are all true; they're all good. I'm not in any way discounting them, but when we're trying to understand the essence of of, of so it's not just about carpus. It's a good lesson in any area of halacha that you're delving into. We have to be able to strip all the side things and say, let's zone. What's the word? Let's focus. Let's zone into the core essence of what is going on over here. That's what we're trying to do right now, right? So, yes, there's significance to celery and the significance to onions and the significance to potatoes and the significance to vinegar and to salt water and there's lots of other significance. But at its core essence, what is carapace all about, and is it a requirement? part of the actual takana of carpus that we dip the vegetable or is it just that you eat vegetables right and here we're we're encountering machlekes that let's just call it the rashbam and rabbi yaakov whatever we, we'll see later there may be more names to this but essentially some are saying no the point is that you're eating salad before the meal which is a strange thing to do and that anomaly will arouse the curiosity of your children and the other shita, and therefore it doesn't matter how much you eat. And the other shita is no, you have to eat the kazais. Right? Okay, third machlekes. Once w- once you are dipping it, if you if you are dipping it, or once you are dipping it, what do you dip it into? So Toysva says, Huda, I have a feeling you just said something that you knew before the class today. That's not <laughs> that's not allowed. No. Because you're in, because you might be um, importing some contraband. Of some later developed um, <laughs> custom, we're trying to get here to the you're source coming, of to the root of it all. Coming in with baggage, yeah, <laughs> you over your allowance. <laughs> okay, listen to this. So let's start with Tosis. Okay, so, so Levi asked before, how does the dipping bichal come into the picture? Okay. So the Mishnah talks about dipping maror, maror lettuce. You have to dip it into charosas. Charosas. Why do you have to dip it into charosas? So there's actually machlokus in the Gemara why you have to dip mara into charosis. One opinion in the Gemara is mushum kapo. Kapo means um, uh, this one. Kapo means that there's some sort of um, poison or germs or something unhealthy in the lettuce, and in order to uh, dilute that, you have to dip it into charosis, which neutralizes the effect of whatever this kapo exactly is. That's one opinion why you have to dip lettuce in charosis. Um, another opinion is that charosas is a chalatit. Charosas, um, the thick texture, the thick texture and possibly the color of the charosas is, is to remind us of cement. And that's why you have to dip the mara into charosas. Because why do we eat mara? This is explicit in the Torah. We eat mara to remember why you We say this in the Haggadah also. Why do we eat mara? Because the Egyptians embittered our lives. So we have bitter herbs. So it's about the backbreaking labor, the bitterness of life. So we so an additional component is that you dip it in charesas, which reminds us of the cement, right? Says says, no, if you're using lettuce for carpas, like we said before, that if you only have lettuce at home, so even though you're going to use lettuce later for more, you also use it for carpas. So if you're using lettuce for carpas, so then you have to dip it into the charesas. Um, because there's this concern of kappa that there might be the unhealthy part of the lettuce which has to be neutralized, neutralized um, by the charesas. Um, but but if you're 
if you're using another vegetable, then you could dip it in something else. There's no need to dip it in charesis. The Mishnah says, the Mishnah doesn't even say that, sorry. Right? Again, if you're having lettuce for carpas, an absence of any other vegetable, then you have to dip it in charesis. Because, okay, zeichelatit, to remind us of the cement is irrelevant. That's when it comes to murder. Now we're not doing murder, we're just doing carpas, so the cement opinion is irrelevant. But there is still this opinion that there's some health hazard in the carpas, in the lettuce. So you have to dip it in charesis. But if you're using another vegetable, like celery or onions or potatoes, or what do you use for carpas? Potatoes. Potatoes, anybody else? What is parsley. Parsley, okay, very good. So using another vegetable, you don't need to dip it in the charesis, you can dip it into anything. And Toysus quotes Rabbeinu Tam, who used to dip it into vinegar or salt water. You heard, you heard that? Yeah. Here we go. If you're not having lettuce, and there's no concern, health hazards, then you could dip it into salt water or vinegar, says Toysus, and that's totally fine. All right, however, the Rambam says, and uh, you might have noticed this before, but look back at your pages, right, on the last paragraph. It begins and recites the blessing, takes a vegetable, dips it in charoises, and eats a kazayas. Right? Is the Rambam says you have to dip it in charoises. So again, why is the Rambam insisting that we have to dip it in charoises? Okay? So that's basically, let's summarize where we're at. We have this this takana, this institution of chazal, that we have karpas, that we have a vegetable. The reason we have the vegetable, says the Torah, we saw the Alter Rebbe, is because we want to have this anomaly to engage the children's curiosity while you serve in salad before the meal. And we've seen three machlekesim. One machlekes is, the Rambam says you have to eat the kazayis, and all the other paskim say that you don't have to eat the kazayis because it's just there. As an anomaly, you don't need to actually eat it. You have, to, you have to eat it, but you don't need to have the halachic refinement of ochel achila, which constitute, which is constituted only by, we fulfilled only by kazais. Second machlekes, is it important that you dip the karpas into something, or is it just about eating a vegetable? Third machlekes, do you have to dip it into charoises, or can you dip it into anything? All right, everybody with us? All right. <laughs> Now, what we're actually going to see is that, in fact, I've really been pulling the wool over your eyes, because I've been saying all along that the reason we eat carpas in order to, okay, to engage the children to do an anomaly, what are we trying to engage them? Well, we're not used to eating salad before the meal. Um, so how come you're doing this, right? What's the answer? Just to get you to ask. There's no real good answer to the question. It's not like... Just to get you to ask, to get you engaged. Now that I have your attention, hey, listen here, I've other my unit of five minutes, right? Right. So it's just a prop. A prop. Right, very good. Now, however, in order to engage the children. What does it mean? Why? How are you engaging the children to ask? The, the point of, what does it mean that we have campus in order that the children should ask? The, the children will ask 
when they see the second dipping during the meal. It's not the derech to um, let's for now translate that as eat vegetables twice. Right? You don't have two courses of salad. You have one course of salad. Right? So the iloy is in based upon If you would have two salads within the meal, again the meal begins after you've had the bread, the matzah. They would just, um, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, it would just come across as one course. If you serve one before the meal, and the second one within the meal, and based on the that's two servings of salad, two courses of salad. And now we'll get the children to ask on the second table that within the meal, we'll answer them that it's because of the meal. What's the moral saying? He's saying, no. Well, let's just finish the moral, two more lines. He says the tourist says no, that the tibul is that we don't want to, we're not used to having vegetables before the meal. Says the Maral, he, 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 he finishes by quoting the Torah and acknowledging that that's an alternative approach. Uh, the tourist says that the reason is uh, usually we serve salad, we serve vegetables in the meal after you've washed, and here we're serving salads before the meal, so the kids are engaged, hey, what's up? And you tell them, okay, now I have your attention about the Mahinu, right? But it says the Maral, no, I don't think that's the chat. I think the chat is that when I eat Marar, I want the kids to notice that I'm doing something strange, right? Marar in and of itself isn't strange. You have lettuce all, the, all year round too. You have vegetables in the meal, right? But if I serve a second, if I serve two courses of, of salad, if I serve two courses of vegetables. So the first one, okay, we have vegetables. We, we know this. We always have vegetables at a meal. But why are you serving a second? And then the kids will say, hey, why are you serving a second course of vegetables? And I'll say, no, 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 this is not vegetables. This is murder. You know why we have murder? Because the Egyptians embittered our lives. So you change oh, that the makes name. a lot of sense. Right? You, so it's not about... It again and you change the name. Right. No. Exactly. And, and, says the Mara, says the Mara, so what, what was one, one second, one second. Says the Maral, in order to for this trick to really work, you have to have the first one before the meal. Because if you serve them both within the meal, the kid might not notice that this is two servings, two courses, you know. So you have a potato salad and you have a lettuce salad. Okay, like it doesn't necessarily trigger their curiosity and their wonderment as much as it does as you've served a salad course before. Now you clear the table, and then you serve matzah, and now you're serving me another course of vegetables. What's going on? Whereas if you were to serve both of them together, even if you do one first, one the other, if they're both within the meal, it doesn't necessarily strike the children as strange as it does if you do the first one before the meal. Yeah. It also, if you, if, if you, if you had the mitzvah, I'm just wondering now. If we only, if we only had the mitzvah of mar, a kid could just think, oh, you know that mitzvah. That they won't think it's a mitzvah. They might think it's just a salad. Exactly. Okay. So now we really have two very different approaches to karpas. Let's go through this. The first opinion, which is what we're all used to, right, and which basically turns out to be the halacha lemaisa, is. Uh, the point of karpas is 
you eat, you serve, eat and serve vegetables before the meal has started. The second approach is, no. The point is to have two courses of salad. It happens to be that the best way to impress upon the children that this is two separate courses is by having one before the meal started and one during the meal. But the main point of it is to have two courses of salad. Why? According to the first opinion, what's the reason for it? You know, let, let's go through this the other way around. And this is confusing to jump up and back. Let's just go through the two opinions. The first opinion is the takana of carpus is to have vegetables before the meal. What's the reason for this? So that the children ask, what's up? Why are we having serving salad before the meal has started? Usually we serve salad after the meal has started. And so when you serve at that point in the meal, when you serve the vegetables before the meal has started, the kids are going to ask, what's up? And you're going to answer them, I'm just trying to get your attention. Right? That's one approach. Second approach is no. The takana of karpas is you should have two servings of vegetables, two courses of, of salad. What's the point of it? So that when you, and, and again, the, 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 to, to, to emphasize that it's two distinct separate courses, your best way of doing that is by having one before you start the meal. But at its core, it's about having two courses of second time the children are going to ask why are we having vegetables again yeah what's the answer going to be because it's mara there's a mitzvah in the Torah to eat mara tonight according to the first approach the answer was just to get your attention now i know the the reason is because there's a mitzvah in the Torah to eat mara all of this all of this might have i'm not might have certainly preceded the 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 you know, the way that we have it today, where kids are very clear about all the chiyuvim and, um, and the seder. Yeah, because now they practice in school. And, 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 and then yeah, you get to go And now it's like, here, we're having a meal. We're trying to recount the, the story of, of uh, and, and one of the ways to recount the story is the mitzvah of mar, and you give out a vegetable. And the right. kid's like, nah, okay, I'm eating a vegetable. Right. So there's a way to I don't zoom in that no. I'm still looking for the kids who eat lettuce year round. <laughs> <laughs> well, they notice the pansy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Benjamin. Thank you for sharing. Right? And when they eat the parsley, they pretend they're guys. <laughs> so, in fact, so we, makes... have, we have a second step of our Seder is washing. Why are we washing? Kadesh Urchatz, why are you washing? Because when you wash before you dip a vegetable, according, according to the opinion we saw before, you don't even have to dip the vegetables, and so there wouldn't even mm -hmm. be orchard. So it would just be kadesh, karpas. I mean, it wouldn't match the tune, but okay. Right, that's right? <laughs> it's like when the English say X, Y, and Z, it doesn't make the whole song. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, it is. I'm, I'm not quite sure I understand all of this. The reason that I, I never considered the Seder a meal. <laughs> I considered the Seder, you know, uh, something that we went through, and then when we were finished, and then we had then we had uh, the meal. Okay, after we had the second cup of wine, you know, and then. <coughs> so let me so let me invite you, let me invite you, to, again, strip yourself of, of preconceived notions, 
and imagine you hadn't been doing a Seder night your whole life and have learned about it in school and watch your children and grandchildren come home with the, with homework with the Manishtana and thing. And just look at it as you do, we come home, we're having a meal. How does a meal start? Again, you said nowadays, yeah, but- nowadays you're gluten-free, you don't have bread if you don't have to. But in the olden days, the mainstay of every single meal was bread. So you're starting off, the beginning of your meal starts with matzah. Before that, it's yamtif. You have to make Kiddush. On Pesach, there's another mitzvah that you have to get done before that, which is to recount the story of the Exodus over a cup of wine. So in a regular yamtif and Shabbos, you have one cup of Kiddush. For the purposes of this conversation, let's just say on Pesach, there's two Kiddushes before you get started with your meal. One is Kiddush. Regular Kiddush, and the other one is you say your Haggadah. We actually even hold a cup of wine for certain sections of the Haggadah, right? And then you're starting a meal. Your meal, again, if you were living in days of yore, how does a meal start? A meal starts with bread. What do you do after your bread? Okay, today it's matzah, whatever, same thing, right? What do you do after your bread? Okay, your first course might be salad, and then you go on to eat soup and thing, and that's the same thing you do on the Seder night. Now, of course, in our mind, it's hard to... to see that because what do you mean? You have Kadesh, Urchatz, Karpasyag, and Machta, and Shulchan is the meal. Yeah, well, the matzah is not, right? Of course, we're not used to thinking that way, but that's because we have so many years of tradition that, 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 we, and that we've been infused with from a very young age. And that's an amazing right. thing. I'm not trying. And somebody came along and said, you know what? This thing is not Mesudr. This thing is not organized. Let's make something called a Seder. That everything is organized in a way that, oh, this is recognizable as Marv. This is recon- you know, But maybe at one point, it wasn't so obvious. Maybe the father knew because he made sure that there was Marv there. But then the kid I mean, like, imagine. I think that's sad. Imagine, just to sort of put this into, yeah. Imagine, yeah. Have you ever seen the, the Taimani, the, what do you call it? The Taimani Matzas, right? You have Lafa, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and <laughs> ro- some roast lamb, right? With some lettuce and horseradish too, with some spices, yeah. I mean, it just looks like a good dinner, right? How are you gonna know, right? Now it's a beautiful thing. I'm not in any way trying to discount the beauty of the tradition and kaddish orchats kapers yachas, and then the kids getting engaged and all the mystical significance of the 15 steps of the seder. These are all beautiful, beautiful things, but in the and and very important and integral things to Jewish life. But in in the exercise that we're doing today, which is a halachic exercise where we're trying to grasp what is the root of what we're doing upon which all these other things stem from and grow from and enhance, we have to be able to strip ourselves of all of the preconceived notions. I just never could, never could, I never even looked at uh, the Seder place and everything that's on there. I mean, not that I didn't consume what I was going to consume, but I never thought of that in terms of food relative to the meal. I always thought of something I had to consume because of the Seder. And then when which, the Seder, when we- Which the Seder made, made more obvious. But there wasn't always the kind of organ no, structure. No, 100%, I also didn't. <laughs> I'm no different than you, I also yeah. didn't. <laughs> right. Right? It's just that I learned this, it's not my first time learning this, I've learned this, I learned this in, in Yeshiva, so I, right, so I already- but the, say, let's say the point is the Seder itself, kind of make, solve a lot of problems. Of course, yeah. That at one point were not solved. Nothing was obvious. Okay, so. So you've never done this before, and this morning you're doing this for the first time. Welcome, this is so exciting. (laughs) You got your children's attention because they had, uh, because uh, they had vegetables the second time before the meal. Okay, what happens uh, during the Shulchanan and and you've got more vegetables on the table. I mean, regular bitter vegetables. What I, what I would describe. 
you know, do, do they, are they supposed to ask more questions at that point? Yeah, the, right, according to one opinion, yes. So the first time was salad. The second time, oh no, mitzvah, this is, no, this is a mitzvah. That's why we brought it out again. First time you were just doing it because and then the we have salad at our meal. Why was it, if you, that's fine. If you do it a third time and the kids ask more questions, the more the merrier. That's not but you really integral wanted, to the Zeta. You could have Shulchan Aruch without salad too. Right, but according to this opinion, you really want them to ask at the second time, because now we're doing the mitzvah of mar. We're not just eating salad anymore. Right, that was one of the differences between the two opinions is when is their, is their curiosity activated? According to the first opinion, it's activated when you serve karpas, because why are we having vegetables before the meal? According to the second opinion, it's activated when you serve the mar, because why are we having a second course of salad? You remind me of, a, I once spent a seder, we could talk a long time about this, but I once spent a seder in... Um, Kovna, Kaunas in Lithuania. And uh, long story short, we didn't have any food for the Zeder. We arrived at our hotel by at, 10 minutes after candlelighting time. Long story, not for now. But so but so we, we have matzah, we had more, we have we had all the ingredients, right? We didn't have any cooked food. So one of uh, when it came to Shulchanar, so we had you know we had Kiddush and matzah and more. We didn't have any food to eat. So, so one friend, one of the were four guys, one of us had actually, I don't personally don't eat cheese on Pesach, but one of the guys had cheese on Pesach, so he had cheese for his shulchan <laughs> <laughs> right? And then the rest of us just peeled the carrot and we ate a raw carrot. You reminded me, what are you the third vegetable? Oh, had a raw so carrot miserable. for shulchan <laughs> That's so miserable. Anyway, but uh, the second say that we managed to get some food together. I got a box of raisins in my bag. That'll be our. Steve, is it something I said? that we've discussed. Do Chazal, when the Chazal are coming, okay, guys, let's make this institution. They come together, they have a vote. We're going to canonize this into the Jewish life, right? We're going to do Karpas. And they're going to they're gonna say, what is the core of this Karpas? Again, without all the extra trappings. Are they going to, is it, are they going to be looking to make Karpas look very similar tomorrow or not necessarily? What do you think, Bill? I would prefer not. <laughs> well, think about these two opinions. Right? Well, think about the two opinions. I mean, they're both vegetables. Slow down a second. Think about it, right? The first opinion is, what well, do you tell me? What is, what is the first opinion? What is the second opinion? Uh, you get three machlokas. Okay. Right? So the opinion with regards to which one? Say, come on. Well, I think, well, all right, well. What what is the point? Let's go with that question. What is the point of Karpas? The first the first What is the point of Karpas? It's not really when the kid second. sees what? What what do we want the kid to see and what do we want him to ask? Right. So the and first opinion point? is we want him to when we serve Karpas, we want him to ask why we're we serving salad before the meal. Well, that's why we dip in. No, no, no. Sorry. Okay, okay. Let, let me let me clarify. There's three practical machlekes in. The three practical differences are how much carpus do you have to eat? Do you have to dip it? And do you have to dip it in charesis, right. right? 
those were the practical machlekes. Then we saw these two conceptual machlekes as to what are we doing. The first shita was we're serving food before the meal to engage your curiosity as to why you're serving salad before the meal. And it's just a trick to get their attention. The second one is we're serving two servings of salad so that when we get to the second salad and the, the second serving, they say, hey, what's this about? And we tell them this is the mitzvah of Moro. Right. So now, if you were rabbi, um, if you were, I don't know, one of the members of the Sanhedrin or exactly, I don't know the yeah, who was instituting this carpas, and you were gonna, you were gonna, you were gonna write the constitution of carpas. You're gonna say what this is all about. Would you, bearing those two different approaches, not the practical differences, the two approaches, bearing those two approaches in mind, would you be looking to make carpas be as similar as possible tomorrow or not? Well, it's in two different situations. I would say no. Why not? Well, I guess we're dealing with two different situations. One's during the meal and one's before the meal. So that's, isn't that the conceptual difference there? Okay. All right. So we wouldn't necessarily have to make sure that it's different. The lettuces or the, or the vegetable is different, right? So because we're dealing with the issue of before and after. Okay. That's, that, the way that's, I, that's, that's one approach. One approach right. is... Yeah. That the, the point of carpus is we're having uh, vegetables before the meal. It's not usual. Usually we first start the meal. Well, element into this here. Yeah, go on. So uh, so that's why well, I, I don't have anything further to. Okay, so you're saying one second. Wait, Ari, 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 let's let's go slowly. Second, <laughs> guys, think about this, right? If you're going with the first approach, I agree with you, Bill. If you're going with the first approach, the point is why were you serving vegetables before the meal? So okay, just serve any vegetables. Anything anything you do unusual. That's an anomaly is going to engage your children's curiosity, right? Think about the second approach a second. What's the second one? What are we trying to get to get the kids to do? The difference. We're trying to get them to say, why are you doing this again? Right? So think about that for a second. If you were trying to get the kids to say, why are you doing this again? What would you do? How would you, you get them to do that? Similar. You want to make them similar. You want to do the same thing twice. If you do two different things, they're not going to ask that. Imagine, right? <coughs> imagine, think about your regular Shabbos table, right? Levy, what's a salad that your wife often makes, serves? Or you, I don't know who, who cooks in your house. Well, no, uh, salad with uh, vegetables, tomatoes, uh, um, avocados. Okay, right. Now imagine uh, she has, what did you say? Vegetables, tomatoes, and avocados. She comes, everybody take a serving. Okay, we're going to clear the table now. Next course. She clears it off the table and brings back another bowl with the exact same salad, right? What might you say to her? We did that already. We did that already, right? What if she comes back, she clears the table, and she brings back a table, um, I don't know, a green salad with lettuce and, lettuce and spinach and uh, mixed greens, right? You might be wondering, how can we split this into two courses? Why don't you just bring both salads to the table at once? But that wouldn't be as strange as serving the exact same salad twice, right? So according to the second approach, that the hacker Latinoikis is, that you want them when you serve murder to understand why are we doing this again? Well, we want to make sure the two things are as similar as possible. We want to make sure to be doing the same thing again. If you're doing two different things, they're not going to ask why you're doing this again, right? It would be even better if we could say, let's serve the same vegetable twice. 
there's a technical reason why we can't do that. We can't serve chazeres twice unless we absolutely have to because that brings into all sorts of other problems if you already fulfilled the mitzvah of murder before. So we're not going to make it lettuce. We're going to make it potatoes or onions or celery or parsley. But as much as possible, we're going to make them be the same thing. Right? So how much do you have to eat? Well, if the, if the first time I served it, you just tasted a little piece and you put it aside, well, you haven't really eaten it yet. So now I'm going to serve it again to give you a chance to eat it properly. Says the Rambam, Rambam's going with the Maral, says the Rambam, no, I need you to eat a whole kazayas. Because I need it to be obvious that you've already consumed a course of salad. So now, now when I serve you a second course of salad, you're going to ask me, why am I doing this again? If you just taste it like the Alter Rebbe says and like the Torah and Shulchan Aruch say, then you, the child won't ask why you're doing this again because you haven't really done it yet. Right? Again, let's go to the other difference. What was the other difference? Do you have to dip in? Do you have to dip it, or do you not have to dip it? And let's do those two together. Do you have to dip it in charesis, or can you dip it in anything? Again, if you say the point is just to do something strange before the meal, you could have a carrot, you could have a piece of chocolate, you could go do jumping jacks, you could do anything. It doesn't really matter. The point is to do something that you don't usually do. Usually, you make kiddush and you start the meal, and here you're making kiddush and getting distracted with something else, right? According to the Rambam, again, the point is not that you're doing something strange now. The point is that when you serve the murder, the child should ask and you should be able to tell him that this is not just a vegetable salad. This is the mitzvah of murder, which reminds us that the Egyptians admitted our life to them, right? So we need to make sure to, that he's going to ask, why are we doing this again? So you do a whole kazayas, you dip it. You dip it in says to make sure that as much as possible, the two are identical. If the two are identical, you've dipped it already. You've already had a vegetable. You've already dipped it in the same Italian dressing. It's exactly the same. Okay, this was a potato and this is a uh, lettuce, fine. But it's a, we've already done this already. But if you don't eat the whole kazayas and you don't dip it in says the child might not ask. You haven't done it already. Really think about what you're serving, because I initially do you use parsley? That's more of an herb, but we don't use the same thing. But that's, well, not, more, that's, that's a, that's we said, I said, you, we don't want to use lettuce. We don't want to use lettuce for carpas for there's a side reason why we can't use lettuce for carpas. Let's leave that aside for now. But other than not using the not using the exact same vegetable, besides that, if if your point is that when you serve murder, you want the child to say, What's this about? you have to make sure that as much as possible, it's exactly the same thing. So the three questions that we asked at the beginning, we said there's three shittas. We said three machalikasun. How much carpus do you have to eat? Is it integral to carpus that you dip it? And if so, do you have to dip it in haroses or can you dip it in vinegar or salt water? Those three things are actually, they're, 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 they're three separate, they appear three separate things, but actually they're all one thing. What is carpus about? If carpus is about Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. That's what Karpas is all about. Gemara says the reason for Karpas is in order that the question kids ask, but it doesn't say what the kid what the kids are going to ask. And that lends because the Gemara doesn't explicitly say what the kids are going to ask, that lends then to do two different interpretations. 
as we just explained. But, but I would say there is a difference, right? The, one opinion is we want kids to ask generally. And the other opinion is we want kids to ask a very specific question. Well, that's true anyway, because there's other things that we do. For example, the Mishnah says that you give out candies, to the children to keep them engaged. And you and all different. Right. Everybody agrees that there are questions that we do. There are things that we do during the Seder to engage the children's curiosity with things that don't really have a real answer to them. It's just to get their attention. Everybody agrees to that. Right. The question is specifically no, about Karpas. Right, but in the case of Karpas, according to one opinion, it's more of an arbitrary kind of thing. It's just meant as a prop. It gets the kids to go, what's going on? We're doing this before. Um, the other one is, no, we really want to prompt the kid to ask about the murder. We want it to, more and more than that. We want them to rec the, to, to realize that we're eating the murder for a mitzvah yeah. reason. Exactly. Yes. So it's a very specific, it's a much more, I, I'm narrow. But I, much on the, more, so on the one hand, it's more narrow. On the other hand, it's more meaningful. Right. 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 You're not just telling them, oh, I'm doing this to get your attention. You're, there's actually a real reason for this. That's that, that you notice when you do that. So if the Rambam had his druthers, he would, he would, he would like for us to be doing more mm -hmm. for both. I mean, uh, lettuce for both. In theory, I mean, like, but for in some theory, reason we can't. The reason you can't is because then you get into a whole shy love what to do with, because if are you ready to get to the mitzvah before? Mm -hmm. Right. But then I thought we just discussed that, that it's, it's, you're going to get a better chance of getting a question from the child if we're repeating the exact same thing. Right. right? right. Here, if you don't use lettuce for both, then because, then because that's there's what an, that's but true. There's another, that's, there's another problem with that. If you would do letters twice, you would encounter an even bigger obstacle. That if you then you've already done the mitzvah mar and you can't say the bracha lachinus mar again later. So we have to make we're bound by another an external force, so to speak, to make that change. But besides that, as much as possible, we want to keep them identical. So we do all the other things that are similar. Okay, because we can't do that. One. Okay, because uh, based on the Bhagavad Vintan. Okay, when you're setting your Seder plate, Hold on. those two are exactly the same thing. No, they're not. No, they're not. That's you're confusing Marer and Chazeres, which is what we have for Kairich. Yes. yes. Karpas, Kun Chabad Minhag is an onion or a potato? Okay, yeah. Right, okay. Bob, how was that? Bob's shaking his head. Bob, go have a rest. <clears throat>